Welcome to Right to Life in Michigan's Life Beat. I am your host today, Chris Gast, and joining me is Anna Plymert and Grace Hemmeke. Ladies, welcome. Thank you. Ladies, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Wake up! Podcast! Yeah! So uh, today we are doing a feature on abortion statistics in Michigan. We got the latest report for 2022. And it's always worth us going through and making sure that we understand the numbers uh, because obviously this is our number one issue and we need to know where the abortions are happening, what are the demographics behind it so that we can respond better. So uh, we're going to talk about our kind of three top takeaways from the report and then maybe we'll talk about a few other things if we have time. Uh, The three takeaways that we will address in turn are Uh, A large increase in out-of-state abortions, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Uh, The continuation of long-term trends. Um, And number three, kind of interesting, a worrying increase in the greater Lansing area, uh, which we don't have any firm answer for, but maybe we'll get into some speculation later on. So first of all, uh, you know, abortions on Michigan residents actually decreased in Michigan. So Michigan residents in 2021 had 28,409 abortions, and that number decreased basically about 1,000. However, the uh, number of abortions out of state increased by 1,096. So overall in Michigan in 2022, the number of abortions had a slight increase, uh, and that was all driven by the number of women coming from out of state. So I'm assuming you ladies are not surprised given our governor's top issue is not fixing the darn roads or I guess growing the Michigan population. It's shrinking it one baby at a time. Or shrinking other states' populations to make ours sure, look better. Sure, Um That's a way to go about it, I suppose. Right. So, so both Indiana and Ohio are more pro-life states, and we don't get numbers on where these women are coming from out of state. Uh, but generally, we can assume most of them are uh, from Ohio and Indiana. Almost all the abortion facilities in Michigan are between I-94 and um, uh, um, 96 in that corridor. I don't think the report shows this, correct me if I'm wrong, when um, most of the out-of-state abortions occurred. I'm assuming it was probably last half of the year, as more, as opposed to the first half of the year. Yeah, the report, we don't get the numbers by month. Um, sometimes, you, you know, our state government can be responsive and you make special requests um, from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and their statistical geniuses will sometimes be able to do that and break stuff out for you. I think we did that for the pandemic, um, showing how that affected abortion increases. I was surprised that abortions went down on Michigan women. Me too. But it would be really nice, like you said, we could ask them for this information. We just haven't. Um, if we knew the number of pregnancies in 2022, because that has not been updated since like 2019, that would be super helpful to know. 
Oh yeah. If um, the if the rate of pregnancies went down for 2022, then that would correlate with decreasing abortion numbers. Right. So the other, besides the raw, these are the number of abortions we get. We also get the abortion ratio, um, which is the number of pregnancies to abortions. So they haven't released the birth data yet for that year. Um, so who, who knows what they're using to calculate uh, the ratio. But according to the report, the ratio did decrease. So uh, from 272 abortions per 1,000 pregnancies to 260. So that means um, that, uh, I mean, on the sad note, that's one in five pregnancies in Michigan end in abortion, but um, so more women actually, a higher percentage of women chose life. And then the rate, and then the rate, which is the number of women who of reproductive age uh, who have an abortion declined from 15.1 per 1,000 of those women to 14.4. So uh, real declines. Now, the only thing that worries me in the report is practically 100% of the decrease in abortions was all in Wayne County, which reported 976 fewer abortions in 2022. So we're hoping that that's a real decrease in the area that has the highest abortion numbers and that's not just one abortion facility in Wayne County stopped reporting because we have had in the didn't past report all of them right um, because we know in the past you know after we passed our omnibus bill requiring you know better regulation of abortion facilities the numbers of abortions had a big increase that year because we knew like some of the clinics that weren't doing abortions or excuse me, that weren't reporting abortions, you know, like Muskegon, uh, were closed. And the remaining ones felt more compelled to follow the law. So we, we don't really know that. Uh, we don't know how much our laws are being enforced by this current administration. Uh, we don't know how much effort they would put into follow-up if they discovered one of the facilities stopped reporting. Um, we can only operate based on what we have. Uh, and according to that, we did have a decrease on Michigan residents. So that's a good thing. We just don't want to become, you know, the abortion tourist capital of the Midwest. Uh, abortion tourism is now almost 10% of our abortions in the state. And it's been increasing over the years. And now it's yeah, a huge increase. Anything else we want to talk about? Out-of-state abortions? I just thought it was interesting that the out-of-state abortions went up. I mean, that to me, that's an indicator that pro-life legislation really does work. It just limits a woman's options to have an abortion. So, you know, in, in theory, if Ohio and Indiana can limit women's options as much as is possible, they should be able to stop most of their abortions. It, it's just a counterpoint to the pro-life legislation doesn't actually stop abortions argument that a lot of pro-choice people like to make. Uh, well, yeah, it totally does. If it didn't stop it, then they wouldn't care. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's hard to see, like, would you see a bump in pregnancies, but, you know, the 
pregnancy and fertility rate in America and pretty much everywhere in the globe is so dismally bad and getting catastrophically worse every year that it'd be hard to even know if you did have a baby bump because of, you know, overall getting rid trends. of abortions. Yeah. yeah. But even the overall then, trends are so bad. <laughs> right. But, but even then, if Ohio and Indiana still have the same number of pregnancies, just having to travel is enough of a barrier to stop some abortions. I mean, some women won't want to travel or might consider it not worth the effort. Well, right. Yeah, the other women, the other side loves the abortion pill because they can sell it as so easy and convenient and they can really increase the number of abortions. So I saw some numbers out of the UK. I think they had in one year, either last year or the year before, you know, after COVID hit, they had a 17% increase in abortions in one year. Don't quote me on that because I, you know, I scanned that story. I don't have it in front of me. But um because abortion of pill availability during the pandemic in Britain was have it at home, go ahead, mail order, you know, exactly what they're mm-hmm. trying to do here. And, um, yeah. I did see, I didn't read it in detail, I just skimmed, but there wasn't, uh, the Indiana report also came out the same time the Michigan report came out. And I believe they also had an increase in out-of-state abortions, if I remember correctly. Or they had an increase in abortions. You know, I did see that, and that's probably, you know, that's going to be Kentucky, maybe Ohio, too. Um, Because Indiana's law, I think, is just going into effect now. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting when all the states kind of sort themselves out and we kind of have a new status quo and then Mm -hmm. where we go from there. Uh, That is a good segue into the next segment. Uh, The number two takeaway was long-term trends continue. So abortion pills, again, are the majority of abortions in Michigan, the United States now. Uh, Just over half in Michigan, 15,606 of the abortions were done using the abortion pill. There is a misnomer out there among some some people that somehow those aren't counted. That we, what aren't counted? That any abortions using the abortion pill aren't counted. I have run into that before where people are like, oh, well, you're saying the abortions have been going down, but that doesn't count the abortion pill. But it actually does. Um, obviously, That's interesting because there was a reporter last week who was wondering about that and saying, well... If some um, abortion facilities weren't reporting all of the patients that got abortion pill, then the numbers would be way off. So she was assuming that maybe there were some Michigan facilities that were only reporting the in-person people. I mean, it could be safe to assume. They know that, you know, our attorney general said they won't prosecute them for anything. I mean, they could practically get away with murder in their clinics. So uh, not good, but, you know, that's the reality. And, um, you know, we see this trend not just in Michigan. So these are trends, too, that we're going to talk about that are not just Michigan, but are everywhere. You can just see the evidence in the Michigan numbers. Um, The second one is just the massive racial gap in abortions. It's just a very disparate number. Um, Black abortions actually declined in 2022. Uh, which is good, 
but the the gap between is so much that you know the fact that this isn't talked about is you know practically criminal um there was, was was there a decline because of Wayne County declining well, you, you could assume that um there was that's probably a large part of it um but uh, because, you know, I don't know, I don't know the demographics off the top of my head for Wayne County. I don't but, either. But, uh, you know, it would be very skewed towards black women versus, say, you know, an Allegan County, which would be very skewed towards white women. Um, black women in Michigan, oh, there's a, there was a small increase in Hispanic abortions, which is odd. The Hispanic abortions have been really stable. Um, and uh, they increased from uh, just under 800 to 1,100. Uh, their abortion rate is 8.6, which is still below uh, the state rate, which is 14.4. Black women in Michigan are seven times more likely to have an abortion than white women. You know, wow. They account for a majority of uh, the abortions in the state. And that's not good, considering they make up, I think, 14 Roughly, 14 to 16 yeah. percent of Michigan's population. You know, the repeat abortion rate overall for the state is half. So half of the women getting abortions in a given year have already had at least one abortion and half of those have had at least two abortions. So the repeat abortion rate for white women is 36 percent and for black women it's 62 percent. So these are women caught in a cycle. Uh, poverty obviously plays a big role. Um, but these are women who keep coming back to the same, you know, assuming the same facility or a nearby facility and, you know, Planned Parenthood and abortion facilities love repeat customers because it's money in their accounts. You would think they have an incentive as most people it kind of in the middle want to think of abortion as like a one time thing and you know it's just like an accident and whatever and that's not the case i mean it's a, it's a cycle that goes on and on and on and abortion facilities don't do anything well, i think most people want it to be a one or hope it is a one-time thing but i've seen many different women in the black community say it's such as a normal part of my community that a lot of them don't think twice about it and don't even know that it could be a negative thing that they're doing, that it could impact them negatively um, just because it's probably so normal to do. Um, and if you don't have people, you don't have people educating you about it, you're not going to know that it, that it could hurt you. You're not going to know the effects of it or what you're or the development of an unborn child, you're not going to know what a 12-week baby looks like that you're having an abortion for. So, yeah, and it doesn't help that most of the education they're getting is coming from Planned, Planned Parenthood, Parenthood, right? Who's yeah, they're not going to tell them, oh, your baby is the size of this, and it looks and it has a heartbeat and all these things at whatever time it is. So, yeah. Thanks, Planned Parenthood. Um, another trend uh, is the dramatic graying of abortion, just like with births, older and older women are having abortions and, and younger women are having fewer. So just to compare, you know, 10 reports ago in 2013, um, 
teens had 3,106 abortions, and women 30 and older had 7,016. So basically 3,000 and 7,000. In 2022, those numbers were teens 20, uh, 2,167, and women 30 and older had 9,660. So basically, the number of teen abortions in Michigan the last 10 years declined by 1,000, and the number of abortions on, on older women, if you, you want to say 30 and older, is older women. Uh, but in any case, they went up 2,600. And sixty, basically. So, I wonder why that is. I've seen studies that are saying Gen Z is the most sexless or celibate generation. They're just not having sex, and they would have less abortions because of it. Right. And we know that population rates are declining, which means everybody's aging. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is just reflecting those two very broad statistics. Yeah, if we have fewer and fewer teens in the state, then they'll have fewer and fewer teen abortions. It would be interesting to look at the abortion rates by age, and I don't know why I have never thought of that, but um, that is something they report, so I guess I'll have to look into that. <laughs> um, or we can look right now. Um, why don't you gals talk about, <laughs> you know, um, so one thing that we wanted to bring up was, uh, you know, reasons for abortion. We don't collect that data in Michigan, but other states do. Florida actually has very detailed numbers on that. Um, so, Anna, if you want to take that over while I give people uh, sure do some research right on the spot. Well, just... Looking at this for the first time ever, it's great to see that there are uh, no abortions in the third trimester because doesn't Florida have a 15? They have a fetal heartbeat ban. Well, now. they do now, but this is 2022 numbers, so this is this is basically row anything goes numbers. Uh, oh, well, that's great to see that they have no abortions in the third trimester. That's what first. They probably don't have a third trimester. Abortionists willing to do it in the state. That is true also. Um, it looks like Florida had 23,613 abortions. So Michigan has a little bit more, but it's comparable. Um, abortions due to social or economic reasons was the highest. That was 7,600. In the first trimester, that was majority of them happened in the first trimester. And then it kind of breaks it down between um, emotional, psychological health of the mother, physical health of the mother, that is not life endangering, life endangering physical condition, serious fetal genetic defect or abnormity, um, incest, rape, victim of human trafficking, which is zero across the board and fatal fetal abnormity so i guess the next highest one is probably what you would guess which is emotional psychological health of the mother um which (laughs) these 
these are the people who think they're just not ready to be a parent. I would assume so. They don't know if they'll get support from you their could, family. You could also lump that into social or economic reasons. I mean, you could lump them all in that elective category. It's right. amazing they have so many women just say, yep, elective. Yeah. The next highest is physical health of the mother that is not life-endangering at 499 total of 499 for that year. Um, next highest is life-endangering physical condition, which is only 106. And then um, we have serious um, fetal genetic defect or abnormality, 132. And then the ones that people are probably the most curious about, which is rape and incest. Incest is four and rape is 38. So that's the lowest category of reasons why women would have an abortion. Lowest category is incest. And then the next lowest is rape. That's crazy that people make such a big deal about that exception when it is well, statistically it, it, the smallest. If you add up all those exceptions, it's just over basically any reason other than economic or social reason. It's just over 1%. So, you know... So all of all of the the ninety nine percent of the conversation about abortion nationally covers actually one percent of the abortions, and one percent of the conversation nationally is about the ninety nine percent of abortions that actually occur. So, Nobody wants to talk about how women, some women, might just want to actually have an abortion, and it sounds better if you have some young girl that was assaulted, and that's the reason that you're that she needs an abortion. Mm. Right. So uh, you asked. Now I answer. So back in 1992, we had a uh, very close to the same abortion rate reported as we do today. Um, so the overall number is the same. But when you break it down by age, the abortion rate in 1992 for teens, so that's uh, under 20 years, was 23 and today it's 7.6. For women 20 to 24, that number was um, 33, and that number is now 25. For women 25 to 29, that number was uh, almost 19. It's now 27. And then for 30 and older, it was 6, and it's now 11. So basically, younger women are, have even though we have fewer younger women, they also are having fewer abortions and older women are having more abortions even though we have a lot more of them than we did in 1992, comparatively. So, uh, yeah, it's not just it's not just the graying of the population, it's, you know. When did, I should probably know this, when did um, birth control become a thing? 1960, hormonal birth control. Okay. 13 years before Roe versus Wade. So that's why when people, you know, try to argue, well, if we just had, you know, if we just really committed to birth control, mm -hmm. we wouldn't need abortion. It's like, well, we invented this new birth control method that is used, I think, maybe by a majority of women in America today. Um, and we had it 13 years before we had abortion. Well, so what, what was abortion fixing then? Right. Uh, huh? I'm just curious because I'm trying to think about the um, younger the teenagers and then the younger adults and how that number decreased. Yeah. But 
that would make sense if there's less and they are having less sex. So the last thing we wanted to talk about, uh, which is kind of a quick thing, um, fact, is there's a big increase in abortions in the greater Lansing area. So you look back 10 years, Ingham County's abortion rates, that's Lansing and East Lansing, is up 77%. Eaton County uh, is up 134%, and Clinton County is up 313% just in the last 10 years. And keep in mind, that's not just, that wouldn't just be a population increase. You know, the abortion rate is per 1,000 women of reproductive age. So this represents an actual increase in the, you know, the number, the percentage of women having an abortion. Um, and, you know, and, and these aren't dying and struggling, economically depressed counties. All three of them gained population since the last census, which a lot of counties, special rural counties in Michigan, decline. Um, I don't know why. Colleges? That wouldn't make sense because there's... Could be, I mean, could be. I don't think MSU declining. has really grown. I know college enrollment has been in trouble. I think maybe MSU's avoided right. that and U of M, uh, unlike some of the other, like the Mac schools I know have really struggled. Um, what would be another reason for that? Just, just random. I don't. It's not random to have you know a big increase. It must be there's some maybe demographic shift or a cultural shift in there that uh, is worth perhaps Exploring. a deeper dive. But um, just when you look at the overall numbers, you know that's still where even though there's a big increase, that's just still a, such a small chunk of Michigan abortions. So. You know, the top three counties, you know, large counties with the highest abortion rates, you know, Wayne County's is 30, so that's more than double the state rate. Genesee is 20 and Macomb is 18. Um, you know, so that's not where most of the abortions are, are happening. You go back 10 years, you know, the biggest increase um, in numbers, even, you know, Ingham only comes in at 312 more abortions. So, and their rate is up, you know, that's 77%. Mm -hmm. uh, McCombs is only up 17%, but that's 438 more abortions. So, you right. know, it's, it's difficult when you're trying to address, you know, if you're a fireman and where's the fire, uh, you know, you have a huge in inferno over there in the kitchen and the garage is got a fire that's growing fast but you know do you put that fire out in the garage and then work on the rest of the house burning down or do you <laughs> try to save the house and worry about the garage later um not that you know we don't have pro-lifers in all of these communities doing work mm -hmm. and you know we're trying to put out all these fires but uh yeah for focus it's uh it's difficult to decide um Oh, we wanted to talk about uh, abortions by uh, gestational age. So um, that's just something that, you know, where are the abortions happening? That's good to know. So let me pull that back up. Uh, if you look in Michigan, so we have the gestational age for uh, 27,359 of the abortions that occurred. There's a couple that we don't. There's always some that miss the report. I don't know why. Um, well, that's just for Michigan residents. Right. Well, it's Michigan residents, but there's also oh, every year there's, there's like missing 50 or 100 oh. 
for some That's reason. Random. Like maybe the the maybe it's filled in, but you couldn't read it from the report. Okay. Um, it's a small number, but it's always there. So of that twenty seven thousand, uh, you know, eighteen thousand were before eight weeks of pregnancy. So that's the large majority. Um, nine to 12 weeks is about uh, 6,000 of those abortions. 2,000 were between 13 and 16 weeks. Um, between 17 and 20 weeks is 821, and then 20 weeks, uh, 21 and over is 334. So, you know, if we, if we can limit late-term abortions like we try to do with a dismemberment ban, you know, that's, that's a positive thing, but you know, the bulk of abortions are happening before 12 weeks, and that's when women are using the abortion pill or supposed to be using it. Oversight isn't what um, it used to be with the FDA, but uh, that's where majority of the work needs to happen to make a significant dent in abortion numbers. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Anything else uh, we should talk about? Before we close out, I think that was a pretty good overview of what we know from the 2022 numbers. One thing I always like to add, just to go back in history, um, you know, the current pro-abortion majority wants to get rid of our abortion insurance opt-out act, which makes it so that you don't have to have abortion baked into your insurance policy. Um, Basically, going back 10 years, the year before the opt-out went into effect, 882 abortions were paid for by insurance. And then um, this year, that number was 676. The year before, it was 914. So basically, that law had absolutely zero impact on anybody. So there's no reason absolutely to get rid of it because it protects conscious rights. Correct. So there you go hasn't affected anybody in terms of numbers overall. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of LifeBeat. Join us again next week and have a wonderful Michigan summer weekend.